Welcome to Detour to Neverland, where you are the author of your own Disney story. There's a lot of satisfaction in developing ideas into realities. And you can find magic in your everyday life. If you do what you really want to do, you feel like you're playing. How can you write your first chapter today? Dreams are how we figure out where we want to go. Life is how we get there. I'm headed this way. We're your hosts, Brendan and Catherine. Hello and welcome to Detour to Neverland Live. This is our August episode. I'm Brendan, joined by Catherine and our friend Hannah Little with Creating Magic Vacations is joining us today. Thank you guys so much for everybody who is watching live. Thank you to everybody who is watching on the replay. And thank you to everyone who is listening to this on the podcast version as well. We are so excited to be back. We're a little bit later this month for good reason. Catherine and I were in Disneyland last week. So we that's get a always pass, a good right? reason. <laughs> Very we, good reason. For those of you who have joined us in the past episodes of this, we're changing up just a little bit on how we're doing this show going forward. Previously, we were trying to look at it as to a preview of the next month. We're still trying to help you in the planning process, but we're more just going to do a recap of all the news and all the things that are still to come. So hopefully it's a little bit easier to process and give you more relevant information if you are planning your vacation. So August is an interesting time to come. You're getting like the very beginning of fall. You're getting some Halloween stuff. You're still getting hot summer weather. So we will dive into all that today. First thing, Hannah, you want to remind our listeners on the front end how they can reach out to you if they're in that planning process. And then also let us know what are some specials or things going on that our listeners need to know about. Sure. So if you do want to plan a Disney vacation anywhere, Disney, Disneyland, Disney World, you can reach out to me. Just go to littlebitofdisney.com and from there you can request a quote and I will get back with you. Um, We do have some good offers going on right now. Um, Let me pull them up real quick because they just disappeared. And I won't say I won't say a um, expired one this time, I promise. (laughs) (laughs) Um, as always, if you are a U.S. military member, you do get special rates on tickets and rooms. Um, I can help book your room with your military rate. So if you are military member, reach out to me. Um, right now you can save up to 25% on rooms at select Disney resort hotels. Again, most of the time, if you are booking a deluxe resort, you do get the full 25% off that can save you thousands of dollars. Um, Florida residents have a special ticket they can purchase right now. So it is a four day ticket for $54 per day plus tax, which is a fantastic deal. And Florida residents have special rates at Disney resort hotels. I believe it's also 25% off. And so that's what we've got going on right now. Hopefully more, um, deals will be released soon. It's about that time. I was going to say, do you think there are just like a, an overwhelming amount of deals right now because it's about to be the 50th? Probably. Normally deals come out because Disney's trying to fill up rooms. So that's probably not hard for them to fill up rooms for the 50th. Um, So we'll probably see them rolling out pretty soon. We will revisit those Florida deals as well, because I feel like a lot of Florida residents are in a 
weird predicament right now. Do you buy tickets or do you wait till they start selling annual passes again? I know that's been a hot topic to discuss, but those all seem like some good deals. Have you and Clayton, have you ever stayed at the uh, Shades of Green Resort? We have not, but it's on our list. So we want to one day. We always like going over there because that's where the golf courses are. And they have a nice little sports bar in there. And it's a nice facility. Their pool looks nice. I mean, it's just a good location, honestly. Like right there by Magic Kingdom. I know a lot of people walk. It's a very good location. I think it's considered like a deluxe resort. So we definitely want to stay there one day, but I'm trying to knock out all the other ones first. That makes sense. Big task at hand. Yes. (laughs) So let's get into some of the news, Some a lot of reopenings happening, and we're going to start with our favorite topic first of food. Yay! Lots of new things opening. Some of our absolute favorite options are reopening. First one on our list is Citra Coast, which has been open for a couple of weeks now. So this is looking at the Grand Floridian Resort and Spa. And <laughs> Good job! Yep, Got to get the official Disney lingo down. <laughs> and it has been reimagined now to a Mary Poppins theme. But the pictures that I've seen, we haven't been there yet. It's on our list to go to. It's not over the top decorations. Like it still has the elegance of the Grand Floridian Resort. It seems like to me and the earlier reviews that I've seen looks like it is delicious. Yeah, it's uh, beautiful. Yeah. Me and my mom snuck in there um, when they were still closed. I definitely don't think we were supposed to be in there, but we just walked <laughs> around <laughs> and it's beautiful. It's really pretty. The food looks it, awesome. It is definitely on our list. It's just hard to pass up uh, like the Grand Floridian Cafe because we really like that food. And it's much cheaper. <laughs> that too. <laughs> yeah, it'll be interesting. So Narcusis is open, correct? So Citra Coast was the last to open of all of the Grand Floridian besides Victoria and Albert. So I wonder if we'll see yes. Victoria and Albert's come back anytime soon. It is not necessarily on our list. I don't think <laughs> we're quite ready come for on. that monetary commitment. But <laughs> Maybe in time for the 50th? I mean, I bet that of all the resorts, I feel like that monorail loop is going to be full capacity. Well, and you would expect, you know, all of the executives are going to be in town. All of the big wigs want to be there on the 50th. And you would imagine Victorian Alberts is probably on a lot of their list unless they're eating like executive dinners every night. Which could be at Victorian Alberts. Maybe they'll just close it for like a special event. Could be. Next, it opened today, actually. They almost did it. Catherine and I's anniversary is tomorrow. They almost planned it perfectly for us. Just for us. Toledo <laughs> reopening and the Grand Destino Tower at Yay. Coronado Springs. This, we've talked about it. We've discussed it. We've ran all the numbers in our head. This is our favorite <laughs> restaurant on Walt Disney World property. No you way. St- you still stand by that? Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> I mean... Everything about it, I, the appetizers, I remember them being very good. I think they have good drinks. I think they have a pretty extensive wine menu because it is, what's the, it's not Italian, is it? Spanish. No. Oh my gosh. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think just everything, it's, I love that it's on the rooftop because I think you get some really cool views. Even if you don't, I mean, I don't know why you'd go up there without going outside onto the balcony, but even if you didn't. I feel like you still get some good views. 
I mean, just everything. It's yeah. amazing. And it's, Is there a, sorry, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, and it's a wonderful place to watch fireworks, kind of what you were alluding yeah. to. So you can see Epcot fireworks and you can see Hollywood Studios fireworks if they ever do them again. <laughs> we were in Dahlia Lounge recently, so you could see sort of the projections in Hollywood Studios, but not. I wouldn't make a trip up there just to see it. But if you happen to be up there at nine o'clock when the projections are happening, you can see them kind of flickering, I guess is the best way of putting it. <laughs> Yeah, that's funny. What were you going to ask? Um, is there a terrace outside of Toledo or is it just at Dolly Lounge? So we were remember. actually talking about this. I They have one, but I don't think it's open to the public. Okay. Like they have a little space, but it seems like it's a backstage or like an off limits area. Mm-hmm. I think they would rather you use Dolly Lounge as okay. the viewing area. Well, I think... I don't know because obviously I've never been out there, but isn't it like at Dahlia Lounge? It's not like a straight down. You know what I mean? So I wonder if because that would be like the very front of the building, there's no like safe, if that makes sense. Like if someone were to fall, you don't actually fall. I don't know. (laughs) I I I feel like that's why. Do you know what I'm talking about, Brendan? <laughs> Come mean, on, yes, help me I out. I never thought about it, but I guess you're correct. It's yeah, safety. Sure. Disney is worried about safety. Okay. That's true. It made sense in my head. <laughs> <laughs> Next one sticking with table service restaurant, Yachtsman Steakhouse reopened. We've never been there before. Have you been there, Hannah? I haven't either. It's on the list. I feel like it used to be like... 90s and 2000s like that was the steakhouse to go to in disney and i feel like now people are a little more wishy-washy on it so i'll be interested to see what those early reviews look like when people go back there and then we have some oh one more table service nine dragons in epcot has reopened which here's me like thinking four steps ahead what i'm hoping that means is that the candlelight processional is happening again in epcot because Nine Dragons was always part of that package. So maybe mm. maybe we'll get a candlelight processional. I feel like that's very wishful thinking. You don't I think hope so. <laughs> I mean, I'd like for them to be. That's. I think that was the only time that we've ever eaten there was because of the candlelight processional. And it was good. I think we really liked what we got. It's not like a typical Christmas meal, I guess, but it no. was good. Or is it? A lot of people eat Chinese food on like Christmas and Thanksgiving. That's true. Oh, yeah. I guess that's true. So some quick service restaurants opened as well. So Harbor House reopened today at the time of this recording back in its normal location. So you could get the Harbor House food for uh, the last little while. You could get it from Tomorrowland Terrace, but now you can get it in Harbor House. Go upstairs, get some of the best people watching and AC available to you. I will be interested. I don't know. Do either of you know what are they doing with Tomorrowland Terrace now? What kind of food are they serving? I don't know, but maybe they'll bring back dessert parties. I was going to say, again, especially for the 50th, they could charge a very hefty price tag to have like a nice seating area and some like festive desserts to be able to watch that new fireworks show. Mm -hmm. I bet that could be something that they offer. You mean Disney would upcharge for something like that? 
up, up the upcharge because <laughs> the dessert party in itself is already an upcharge. Yeah. And then next we have the Cheshire Cat Cafe, which I am super excited about. So you could get Cheshire Cat Tales from Cosmic Ray Starlight Cafe, but now Cheshire Cat Cafe has reopened. You can get, it's not a full coffee menu, but you can get some Joffrey's. Is it just iced coffee or is it cold brew? I can't remember. I Some don't sort of not hot coffee. Yeah. <laughs> you can get there. And then they've also added the, well, they have two things. They have a slush, like a, a lemonade slush thing serving there. And then also the pepper jack cheese pretzel. And that mm. does sound good. Or is it jalapeno? It might be jalapeno. Maybe it's jalapeno pepper jack. <laughs> That'd be good. But another savory snack option, which I feel like Magic Kingdom sometimes don't don't have as many of. And then the best news that we're gonna discuss, we might as well just end the episode after this. The best <laughs> restaurant on Disney property, Pizza Fari, has reopened <laughs> in Disney's Animal Kingdom. Dang, I did Pizza not Fari. know what you were about to say. <laughs> they have a new menu though. What is it? Pizza? Yep. <laughs> is there anything else, honestly, like anything interesting? They have a chicken parmesan sandwich. And have y'all seen that spaghetti and meatballs cupcake? It no. Looks, no. It looks disgusting. <laughs> so is it a cupcake or is it spaghetti and meatballs? Nope. It's a cupcake and the icing looks like spaghetti noodles. And then there's a meatball on the top and red frosting but it looks like blood <laughs> you need to go look up a picture of it it looks terrifying See, we might have to go now this oh, sounds shit. like a vlog in the making <laughs> <laughs> please go eat but, that cupcake okay i'm not gonna lie brendan that chicken parmesan sandwich they used to have a very good one at pinocchio's village house and if they moved it to pizza fari where this is some serious stuff Y'all should go it was check good it out. Uh, no, even for the chicken parmesan sandwich. I'd rather eat at Restaurantosaurus than Pizza Fari. Oh wow, that says a oh. lot. Yeah, okay, <laughs> okay, okay. Um, so moving on to other dining news, that the very end of August is something that's coming back that we are huge fans of, and it's called Magical Dining, and it's an event that goes on across all of Orlando and there's many different options you can choose from, but there are some Disney restaurants that are included in this. There's many non-Disney ones. So if you're coming down here and you are looking to go off property to eat some meals, are there any universal restaurants? I think there might be one or two. And there probably are some, I mean, this is really an event that's focused around like foodies. It's a good way to try fancier foods or different foods that maybe you wouldn't normally go for because it is a prefixed menu, but it does include three different courses. So you get an appetizer, an entree and a dessert. And then it's, did I say it's $37 and yeah, they're all over the place. So you can basically, it's 38 days and from August 27th to October 3rd. And we've never done it, but we've dined with my sister when she's tried it. So we've basically done it. I mean, we've, we witnessed <laughs> it, I guess. So for that $37, $1 of each and every meal goes to charity uh, along the way. So it is a fundraising effort. But the Disney uh, property locations who are 
going to be part of it are Il Molino at, it's either the Swan or the Dolphin. I can't remember. Blue Zoo, same thing. Either the Swan or the Dolphin. <laughs> Wolfgang Puck in Disney Springs. Paddlefish in Disney Springs is just where we tried it last year. Haleo in Disney Springs and Terralina in Disney Springs. So it's just a good event. You are raising money for charity. It's just one thing to keep in mind if you're going because it is that prefix menu and it's going towards charity, Charity, you do not get any discounts on that. So no DVC, no annual pass, no cast member discounts on that $37. Yeah, and if you want like the whole list, if you go to visitorlando.com, you can see the whole list there. You know, they have it for everything. I think we made fun of my sister because she went to the melting pot <laughs> to do this. <laughs> so it, there really is like a wide variety of foods. And it was even really cool. You can, if you know, like where you're going to stay, if you're staying off property or whatever, there are different areas that you can just look at the specific places. Um, you know, if you don't want to have to drive a lot or if you're getting an Uber or something. Do you remember who their charity partners are? Is it Give Kids the World or? No, no I think they, I don't know. Well, that brings up another point. Give Kids the World Village is doing their Night of a Million Lights. That, that's the official mm-hmm. name, right? Mm-hmm. Event again this year, which we had the fortune of going last year. And we're super excited that it's coming back. So Give Kids the World Village, if you're not familiar, it's a campus that they have down in Kissimmee. And it's where they take uh, critically ill children and their families, put them up in housing, and then they transport them back and forth to go to Disney World and Universal and SeaWorld, basically wherever these families want to go to just help them out, give them a break from hospital bills and the stress of everyday life and to put them up. So they are a wonderful organization. And for every Christmas, and I'm telling you now because tickets are going to sell out. So if you want, if you're going to be coming, you probably need to buy your tickets now. Last year, they were shut down because of COVID. So they couldn't have any families hosted there. And so they Disney donated I think it was over a million lights. That's yeah. how they got their name for it. And they decorated all of the different houses that they have in their complex. And they had different sponsors and hot cocoa and all kinds of just really, really cool stuff for a fundraising effort for their cause. And they, we thought that it was just going to be a one-year thing because their facility was empty. They are hosting families again now, but they are, they've somehow found a way that they're going to do the event again so that is super exciting and i would that like we need to buy our tickets tonight i know as soon as you (laughs) said that i was like okay where can we write this down that we have to (laughs) buy these tickets so it was really fun if you're on disney property it's probably a 15 20 minute drive or uber down there but uh it's a you have all kinds of things that you can do there they even had like little carnival rides set up and everything last year. Now it may be a little bit different this year since there will be families on site. Yeah. I mean, they haven't started selling tickets yet. Have they? I think they have. Oh, okay. Well, maybe when you buy the ticket, it'll explain more of what they do and don't have, because I do have to imagine that it's going to be different. Like last year, you just had full reign of the streets and everything because there weren't any cars. So I don't know if they're going to have to designate it to just certain areas, like if it'll be smaller or if they're going to limit the number of people who can come because, of course, we took up all their parking. So it's a cool event, but I do imagine that it'll be a little different. Yep. So back to food. 
talking about new foods to try or that are brand new that you can try if you're coming down here soon. The Backside of Water Dole Whip going along with the reopening of Jungle Cruise and also the release of the Jungle Cruise movie. Don't spoil it. Hannah, have you seen the movie yet? Mm-hmm. Is it good? It's really good. I'm have surprised. Have seen it yet? No. Oh, my gosh. I was... It was not at all what I thought it was going to be like. It was really, really good. Not that I thought it was going to be bad, but pleasantly I kind of thought it was going to be bad. I know. I But I feel like people have said a lot of that same thing. Like, you kind of go in expecting one thing. And, I mean, isn't it pretty, like, adventure? Yeah. It's, like, very, very intense, like, action movie. It's just not what I was expecting. But there's, like, so many good like things about jungle cruise included like things that only crazy disney fans would get i thought it was great we'll have to maybe tomorrow do our premiere access yeah we can watch it that's gonna be our anniversary treat is watching jungle cruise yeah what else house. what else are you doing tomorrow night you have plans no, no plans. <laughs> go, go watch jungle cruise and then go get the backside of water dole whip and tell me if it's good that could be a festive night so do you so tell us about this Dole Whip, Brendan. Do you know anything about it? I know nothing about it. It's oh, okay. uh, it's blue. It has like a blue ribbon <laughs> uh, candy that comes on the top of it. Kind of like the Hey Hey. Yeah. Like a little sour looking thing. Yeah. So I'd imagine it, since it's blue, it's probably blue raspberry. Maybe okay. coconut. It's really cotton candy. The Dole Whip is cotton candy? It's cotton candy, vanilla, and I think Sprite is the liquid of it. So it sounds very strange, but also very tempting. <laughs> I don't know if it'll be watermelon, but nothing cotton will candy, be watermelon. Cotton candy sounds pretty good. You know what I'm excited for? What? The new Gideon's stuff. So their cookie of the month right now is Rocky Road. That's everything that I need right now. And then because we've never been able to get there early enough in the morning for the coffee cake cookie, they did us a favor. And now there's an evening exclusive cookie. They sell it at dusk. That's very ambiguous. I feel like to time when that. dusk? <laughs> yeah. That's at 830 this time of year. So to time that, good luck. Um, but it's a dark coffee cake cookie. <gasps> Ooh. Hannah, didn't you get to try the coffee cake? Yes, it changed my life, you guys. Uh. <laughs> I am not I'm not exaggerating. It's the best cookie I've ever had. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Rub it in. We will never get it. That's like well that <laughs> we're was, hopeless. That was our biggest thing that we wanted to accomplish this summer since you didn't have to be at work at any time and we just never <laughs> did it. No. Nope. There's nope. still time. No, <laughs> no time. We'll eventually get it, but we will get the dark coffee cake. Is that a limited time or is that just the new thing that they're doing? Do you know? The way that I saw it worded, it did not seem like they have any end date on it. It's not like the Rocky Road is just an August cookie mm -hmm. until September when they unveil a new one. But yeah, it seems like maybe the dark coffee cake will be here to stay if it does well. Well, we have to make sure it does. <laughs> I think we can do our part. <laughs> Next, there is a secret menu item for annual pass holders at Joffrey's. 
is called the Nitro Dreams, and it's available at Epcot for the Food and Wine Festival through November 20th, and it is a nitro cold brew with half and half. I, like, what makes it super special? As, as Like, I saw all the news outlets going and getting it today, but I couldn't figure out, like, why it was special. I was going to say, it honestly sounds super lame. Probably <laughs> like just... They- they have to have both of those things in stock all the time. Like, what's the difference between me going to a Magic Kingdom Joffrey's and ordering and just a cold brew that. with half and half? Nitro. Probably just because it's it's exclusive. So that makes people think it's cool. It doesn't sound cool. I mean, I do think the color, it looked like my kind of color. It looks like a lot of cream, so not a lot of coffee. But... I was kind of underwhelmed when I read the description. However, I will say this is just a public service announcement. We are now officially Joffrey's people. Just putting that out there for the hey. universe. They have a good discount and there's never a line. I mean, I feel like that is the problem with Starbucks. We ran into the same thing at Disneyland too. I mean, it's going to take you like an hour of your day to order your coffee, get your coffee, drink your coffee. Because you can't really take it on rides. And especially now that you have to wear masks and stuff again. Like you kind of just have to wait. I love Joffrey's. Joffrey's is is better. Uh, So next we have some attractions and shows reopening. So today actually they did it earlier than it was expected. The Monsters, Inc. Laugh Floor and Magic Kingdom reopened. We, we chose a good day to host this show because a lot of things happened today. Today was a very <laughs> big news day. But, uh, Which is on a Thursday? That's kind of weird. Yeah. Uh, so the line was super long today because everybody wanted to do it. But it's nice to have another indoor attraction to do. I wish they hadn't waited till the end of summer to do it. But, <laughs> but is it really the end of summer in Florida? Well, we still have Florida? some hot times ahead of us. Yeah. It's never the end of summer in Florida. I will be interested to see if it gets any kind of updates going forward. Do they do any monsters at work type stuff in there? Bring in some new characters. From what I could tell today was just the the same show that was before. Because they have added new characters in the past. They added uh, Mike's nephew at some point, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, he's so cute. And then... Yeah, it's I mean, been so long since I've seen it. I can't think of anyone else, but I do feel like they've added people in the past. Yeah. It's a good show. Nice mm-hmm. little show. Next, we have some annual pass and DVC Ratatouille. Remy's Ratatouille Adventure previews will be taking place. So for DVC folks, you have to be, from the way that the wording was, and you can read it for yourself, it sounds like, You have to be a blue card carrying member of DVC and you have to have a reservation for the first or for when they're doing the previews. Yeah, there were like three different dates. I didn't write them down because I was a little salty after Brennan told me you had to be staying on property to be able (laughs) to go. Uh, So I kind of dismissed it quickly. But I think they were all in September, maybe one August and like two September dates. But it seemed super random. And... It said, of course, like in the fine print, that you had to have your vacation booked before August 1st. So even if we decided like, oh, we wanted to go 
okay, let's pick a day and try to, you know, spend some points or whatever, it would be too late. Yeah. Interesting. And so for annual pass holders, I don't think they've announced the dates yet that they're going to be doing it, but they are going to be communicating that via email, which if you've ever been part of a preview before, those emails are hit or miss. So go into the Disney World website and make sure that you have your communication preferences set up that the way that you want to. I went ahead and turned on tweet notifications for like every outlet that I think could catch it <laughs> first to get that link, but it's uh, it's not a surefire way. Like you never know if that email is going to come through quick enough for you to register again in for annual pass previews. Mm-hmm. And then for that one, you don't get to like bring any friends or anything with you because the DVC one. It said that it had to be all the people in your room, but you only had to have one DVC like person with you. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, and then the Walt Disney World train station continues to be unveiled. And then there were actually some pictures today that they put the Walter E. Disney engine and its train back on the tracks today. It looks like it got a new paint job along the way. Maybe, maybe it'll be here by the 50th. Tron doesn't make me too optimistic (laughs) about it, but. There's no way. I'm so sorry. (laughs) I think what's more likely is that pre-COVID, if you remember, they had the train up there just at the Main Street train station part so that you could take pictures with it and see it. They're probably just staging it back there again now that the train station Construction is almost done. That is unfortunate. Do you know what about, I mean, it's just construction in general that's holding it back? Or do you think like if they finished up to a certain point, they'd be able to run it? I think it's the construction entrance impedes with the track. And then I think they have to build like some sort of tunnel or I don't think it's an underground tunnel, but I think that it's like some sort of covered area that the train has to go through. Are we going to get primeval world 2.0? Highly doubtful. <laughs> uh, but hopefully train station, hopefully the train comes back sooner rather than later. I actually read it today. Can you both guess when did the train close? Like when was the last day that it ran? Mm-hmm. I'm time ago. I'm going to say like December 2019. You looked it up. No, I swear. I literally just made that up. I was going to say October or November 2019. December of 2019. Yeah. Nice. (laughs) I almost said 2018 and then I had to think like, what year is it? (laughs) No. What day is it? (laughs) So if it doesn't open by the end of this year, it'll be a full two years with no train. That's crazy. In Magic Kingdom. Wow. Other news shows. We got the Beauty and the Beast live on stage. It is not reopened yet. Has it? It's later this month. Yeah. And then the Hollywood Studios nighttime show, The Wonderful World of Animation, has returned. We've actually never seen that show. Have you, Hannah? I have. It's really cute. Oh, okay. There's just like very minor fireworks involved, right? Just like some Mm -hmm. sparks. Yeah. Like fire and stuff. So 
Is the music good? That's the most important part. Yeah, it's I it really is cute. We did talk about that the other day. Oh, we love that. Yeah, y'all. The music makes it. Yeah. You have to have good music. The end will make you cry. Mm. Maybe we should wait a little. Yeah. I've already (laughs) the Olympics have already done something to me. I can't watch the Olympics without crying. Oh, no. Thank goodness gymnastics is over is all I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> Stress is so, I'm just so happy for them. <laughs> so next, we just have some other various news to talk about. Walt Disney World annual pass sales will resume by October 1st. Yay. So don't you love that, Hannah, from your planning <laughs> perspective? Just by the 1st. Could be tomorrow. Could be September 30th. Who knows? Yeah. You never know. <laughs> Just turn on all the tweet notifications. Yeah. No kidding. They're they are gonna have quite the line. I don't know if guest relations is quite prepared for this, but I could see people like camping out <laughs> for this. I mean we know so many people who have they'll, just been chomping. They'll at buy the them bed. and then not be able to get park reservations. Yeah, exactly them and the rest of us (laughs) i was gonna say i think we personally know at least a dozen people who will buy them immediately yeah i'm i'm one of those people (laughs) (laughs) let's put a pin in annual pass sales for just a second and talk about the disneyland magic key program so i can pull it up on my screen to talk about all of the different tiers that we have to work with so we have the dream key the most expensive is $1,399 a month. Believe is $950. Enchant key is $650. And then the Imagine key is $400. But it is only available to Southern California residents only, which that to me is very interesting that it's specifically Southern California. And I see the asterisk now. So I'm wondering, does it tell you which counties that is? Oh, and zip codes 9000 to 93599. So it's not by county, it's by zip code. That's very specific. Yeah. That is. Well, we were wondering because we have friends in like Northern California who still go like fairly frequently. And it seems weird that they would be so specific because like if you think about Disney World, it's just Florida resident. It doesn't matter if you're over, you know, close to Alabama and the Panhandle. Yeah. Or Miami. It's still Florida, you know? So that seems odd to me. Are the two bottom tiers of the um, Magic Your Way, are they both Florida, not Florida, California residents, or is it just the bottom one? Just the Imagine Key. Okay. So just Southern California. That's so yeah. interesting. The other thing that California residents get, and this is not just Southern California. Now this is all California. You do get the payment plans, which is the same role that they have in place for Walt Disney World annual passes where you don't have to pay for it all up front. You can do payment plans if you'd like. So we can just briefly walk through all of them. We're not going to hit on every single detail and part of them. But if you start at the top with the Dream Key, most expensive, like I said, $1,400. You, The biggest takeaway from all these is that park reservations are here to stay. They're not going anywhere anytime soon. And so with the Dream Key, you can hold up to six park reservations at a time. Now, just for comparison, if you're not familiar, Walt Disney World annual pass holders can hold up to three at a time. So that doubles that number already. 
and then you do get free parking with that tier included. Next level down, the Believe Key also holds six park reservations at a time, but you only get 50% off of theme park parking. Enchant Key, you can hold up to four park reservations at a time, and then it has discounts. So everything below the top tier gets 10% on food and merchandise, and then the top tier gets 20% on merchandise and 15 on food and beverage. But I felt like, I don't, I'm interested to see what you thought, Hannah. I think we were pleasantly surprised. I don't think it was nearly as bad as what I thought it was going to be when they took their program away. Oh, yeah. I think these are great options. I think they're not too expensive either. So I'm happy for our West Coast friends. And East Coast friends who love Disneyland. That's true. <laughs> Them too. All Disneyland lovers. <laughs> So obviously the biggest thing that plays a factor into the tiers is really the blackout dates more than anything. So that lowest tier, I'm not even talking about the California only one, the lowest one, it's like 200 something blackout dates in a year. So you have to be very selective as when you're going. It's basically no weekends ever, nothing in the (laughs) summer. Monday through Thursday in the dead of winter. (laughs) Yep. You go, and then if, of course, the top one has no blackout dates at all. The middle one is kind of comparable to what the gold annual pass is at Walt Disney World. So it's spring break, but they add, and Christmas, Christmas through New Year's, but then they added Saturdays in July, you cannot go, and, and then Valentine's Day, which yeah. is a very big thing for Disneyland. That's so Is it? Why? What makes it so big? They like decorate and everything more than we do. (laughs) They put like a, where the Mickey pumpkin is, they put like a big heart out there sometimes. That's precious. (laughs) I love that. One of the biggest talking points has been about parking not being included. Now it is weird, you know, for Disney world centric people to think about that because parking is included for all resort guests and for all annual pass holder tiers here. Disneyland, they actually already had that in place with their previous annual pass program. Parking was not included with every single different tier. So I don't think it's too big of a shock because so many guests are Ubering or they're staying off property and they're walking or they're finding off property parking and walking in. So I can tell you because we had to walk through the public bus station that was right next to Disneyland. There are a lot, a lot of guests who use the Anaheim rapid transport system instead of parking at Mickey and friends or the toy story lot. Mm -hmm. And then you even said when we looked at the prices, because we were trying to figure out like if they raised the prices or if it was a good or a bad deal, they even went down a little bit. If you compare them to like the old tier system. So we thought that was pretty encouraging too, because we we really had some bad thoughts about what this like magic key was going to be. Like it just sounded too like cutesy. Yeah. And I feel like if you give anything a very cute name, it's not it's good. Bad. <laughs> yeah. It's almost like like racehorses. You know, they have you have to name them like killer or something. <laughs> Or, what the heck? Yeah. <laughs> and then there it means that they're good. Or maybe it's just horses in general. That yeah, if they have like a nice name, it's a bad horse. I get what you're saying. 
Apparently, you were never a horse girl growing up. <laughs> well, I sure hope <laughs> Um. And then the other thing, just last thing, and then I want to transition to this. Let's talk about what we think it will mean for annual pass sales in Walt Disney World, since that's what we're more familiar with. They do have a, for lack of a better term, like a no-call, no-show penalty. Um, so if you make a reservation and then you never scan in that day, and I think you get three strikes. And if you get your three strikes, you are not allowed to make any more reservations for 30 days. Is there a time limit for the strike? Or is it just like three times within your year span? That's a good question. Do you know, Hannah? I don't. That is a good question. Need to find out. Because that that changes a lot, I feel like. Now, I would say that is a little daunting for us because we have done that many a time since the reservation systems have come back. Not on purpose, but a lot of times we'll just make them and then plans change or we're tired or work gets in the way. And, you know, then by the time we kind of realize we're not going to go since we usually go in the evening anyway, we just don't go. But it was even something like you had to cancel it within a certain time period. Midnight the night before. Yeah. So that, you know, you don't know what's going to happen all the time. The other yeah. part that is very encouraging about that though is that if you are trying to get a day that you that it seems like it's been sold out, if you check at 12:01, you're probably going to have a very very good chance of getting one. You might have to edit that out cuz that seems like a very good pro tip. <laughs> well, I don't know if we should be telling everybody good. that. Yeah, I'm not sure if you're aware of this, but this is a live show, Catherine. That was well that was well There's thought no out, Brendan. <laughs> I'm here to share all of my good opinions, bad opinions, good tips, bad tips, <laughs> everything along the way. So what of that do you think will be adopted into the Walt Disney World program? I think for sure, my opinion in, is that our reservation allotment is going to go up. I hope so. They're going so. to give us more than three. That's, I mean, that's honestly what we've been waiting for and like begging them for is please give us more than three. Yeah. It is very restrictive. I mean, maybe at first when they started doing reservations, they probably just didn't know like maybe what people needed or maybe because, um, well, Disney world is considered like the vacation destination park. They probably just assumed that people were staying on property and they'd be making their reservations that way. But to us who do not vacation, it's not fun. Well, and I'm sure the hotel and resort side of the business is telling them, you know, the park side, look, you are getting so many canceled reservations for us because people are making them, getting their park reservations, and then canceling their hotel reservation. So, you know, obviously people are going to find loopholes along the way. And so the obvious choice is just give annual pass holders more than they're not forced to book phony resort reservations that they have to try to fill at the last minute to recoup their money and just a win-win for everybody. It seems like. Yeah. I do think one thing that they're not going to do. And the more I thought about it, the more confident I felt with this. So we'll see what happens, but I feel like they're not going to take away the free parking because I feel like they do already have a problem with People wanting to park, you know, at resorts, going to the contemporary, going to, you know, finding loopholes that way. 
And I feel like if they were to take away free parking, I feel like those parking lots would become just overrun with people, you know, lying, making things up, canceling, like canceling their dining reservations. I just feel like it would become a big thing. Yeah. I mean, I'll go ahead and say now I would be absolutely shocked if they took away free parking for Walt Disney World annual pass holders. Because, well, and yeah. you even brought up a good point too in Disneyland. Part of the reason why they probably still have to pay for it is because they don't own the parking garage. Like in Florida, that's obviously their parking lot. Yeah. That's not a big deal. Yeah. There's some sort of deal that they have with the city of Anaheim and they like lease it for $1 every year, at least one of those parking garages, but it might be all of them. Uh, and then there's probably some sort of revenue sharing thing in there. If I had to guess, but I think those are the biggest things. I guess what we don't know is, are they going to add more blockout dates for Walt Disney World annual passes? Because Disneyland has a lot. Mm-hmm. I think that was my biggest takeaway is that those passes, unless you get the top one, there are a lot of blackout dates. Yeah. So right now we have gold. So we're blocked out for two weeks for spring break, two weeks for Christmas. It's really not a problem at all. Mm-hmm. The other thing that makes me more confident that they maybe won't do as many blackout dates is that Universal has like almost none. Like you basically only have to go up one tier to get no blackout dates in Universal. We're going to talk about Universal a little later. They do a lot of things their own way. Yeah, they play by their own rules. <laughs> Good old Universal. So if nothing else changed right now, Hannah, which one do you think you would lean towards? I honestly have no idea. I need to like sit down and really look at them because I I do feel like they're going to change. So we'll see. It'll be interesting to see like how do they, you know, with Disneyland people, of course, everybody's starting from scratch. So the moment you buy it, you can start making your park reservations. How do you do that with Disney World where some annual pass holders might have Reservations way far out, and so that'll be interesting. Yeah, it's going to be like weird and staggered. Uh, Okay, so next are the Fab Fifty statues. So these are all being put up, and at first I thought it was just Magic Kingdom, but now it seems like they're putting them in all of the different parks to celebrate the 50th anniversary of Walt Disney World. So some new ones that we got announced over the past couple weeks. We got the Mad Hatter. Timon and Pumbaa, Donald Duck, Woody and Bo Peep, which I I wish it was Woody and Buzz. Yeah. Maybe yeah. they're going to do like a Buzz and Jesse or something. Maybe. If yeah, they're like pairing them up. Yeah, I would hope so. Yeah. Cogsworth and Lumiere, Dante from Coco, Aww. Winnie the Pooh and Piglet, Joe Gardner from Soul, which is a very interesting choice. Wow. They what if, what an honor. <laughs> uh, the Cheshire Cat and and then the normal, like the Fab Five are definitely in there. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting. They they seem like they're getting very close to putting them up. I saw a picture where they had uh, cleared some dirt for one in Epcot. So I would guess in the next... Sounds really fancy. <laughs> I know. They basically just... <laughs> Dug up some grass they, in order they, to put it there. They just dug a hole. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, 
and they're going to put them up. But, you know, they're going to stay up for at least 18 months. And then I wonder what, what will happen with them after that. You know, could they stay permanent or? They're going to end up with uh, John Stamos. Yeah, in his backyard. (laughs) I would say Drake Bell would buy him, but I don't think he's in a new position to buy anything right now. No, do you know something that we don't know? I think you don't know. So he's in big trouble. Oh, see. Oh, Drake Bell's not a nice guy anymore. Yeah, I did hear about that. What a shame. So John Stamos is our Disney. nerd that we can all look up to now yes he's awesome other news so i'm sure most of you are aware but we just want to talk about our experience so masks the rules have changed and now masks are required in all indoor locations and on transportation and in attractions now here's something that we just want to bring up it's just an observation from us and these things are probably going to continue evolving as they you know put policies in place going forward but we were in disneyland the day that the rules changed and for us any attraction that was fully outdoors like no indoor queue no indoor portion at all they were actually not asking you to put on your mask at any point so a good example was in credit coaster there were lots of guests riding in credit coaster without putting a mask on but we haven't been back to walt disney world since the rules changed but we did get it confirmed that that same policy, at least these first couple of days, has not been the case in Walt Disney World. So a ride like Slinky Dog Dash, they were requiring you as soon as you got into the official queue. So underneath the big front portion of it, that's where you had to put your mask on. So it'll be interesting. You know, it's the same policy. It's worded the same in both parks, how they're kind of interpreting it two different ways. And it may just be the fact that California at this point is in a better you know, case point than Florida. Who would have thought that would happen? <laughs> but um, yeah, so just something to look forward to. I would, it, it's probably going to be, you know, it's just the, the truth that they're probably going to be more hesitant to peel that back again. They don't want to keep flip-flopping. Yeah, I was surprised they flip-flopped the first time, honestly. Uh, So just be nice to the cast members. It's not their decision. They did not choose this. They are just doing their job. Yes. They are forced to tell you to put the mask on. (laughs) Yes. Correct. All right. So a couple other announcements. We got to get all the opinions out. Let's start with the Mirrors Connect. So as we know, Magical Express is going away at the end of this year. Mirrors Connect has now opened up their reservations for the beginning of next year and what those prices are going to look like. And let me pull them up. So it is $16 one way per person. Or $32 round trip. Now, what a steal. We thought that was so funny. I'm sorry, but whoever decided that at mirrors, like give, Make it around $30 to do round trip as an incentive for someone to book it both ways. But instead, yeah. you didn't need the second line of saying round trip $32. <laughs> you just could have said one way $16. <laughs> yeah, why so, did they do that? <laughs> I don't know. That was the not other, thought through. The other thing that is rolling out with these is they have a premium service that they are unveiling. 
It is for round trip. It is $200 and up to four passengers. And then for every additional passenger that you want to add is $55. Now, so does that premium service, just thinking about like traveling with your family and stuff, would that include car seats and stuff? Like, is it, are they going to use minivans? Is this the resurgence of minivans? I mean, they don't own the minivans. If anybody owns the minivan, they're either just Disney or Disney and Lyft. Mm-hmm. But Mirrors has no nothing to do with those. What if they bought the minivans? <laughs> <laughs> I want to see the minivans used again. It's you so sad go- when you see them all just sitting there in the parking lot. Yeah, those in the sad. trams yes. just look sad. So I don't know. At $200, that's, that's expensive. That's expensive when you could get an an Uber XL or a Uber black for way less than that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, the only thing I can think of is it must come with like some big perks or, you know, I mean, I guess if you just compare it to the magical express, which is probably all there or the mirrors, what are they calling it now? Mirrors connect mirrors connect. They're probably not thinking about Uber. They're probably just thinking like, Oh, Maybe instead of having to go back to your hotel, they'll pick you up from the parks. Or, oh, maybe instead of having to go like three hours early or whatever it is that can sometimes be so ridiculous, you know, maybe you get to pick when you go. So I could see how they would be trying to sell it in that way. I don't necessarily think it's worth that price, but I could see like how in their heads that would sound better. The other interesting portion of this is that. They are guaranteeing that from the moment you check in into the Terminal B bottom floor, same place that Magical Express is right now, that you will be in the bus on the way to the resort within 20 minutes, which has kind of always been the expectation for Magical Express, but sometimes they do fall short of that. And they specifically put it in their you know, wording that that's, that's what their expectation is. That's cool. I don't know. So... Obviously, we don't fly here anymore. Hannah, like, do you ever use Magical Express? Do you normally get an Uber? What do you What do you normally do? I normally rent a car, but I have done Uber or Lyft. I just used Magical Express for the first time ever when I was there a couple weeks ago. What? Just because, yeah, I just I wanted to before it went away. Um, was that it was magical? Did it you was, like the little videos and everything? Yeah, it was so magical. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was nice. I'm, I feel sad that it's going away because it's such a nice perk for Disney Resort hotel guests. But we waited a long time. I think like 45 minutes maybe. Oh, wow. So definitely took a while. See, that's why I'm a little nervous for them putting it into writing like that. I know like maybe that's the expectation, but I just feel like you never know. Cause like even with the Disney bus system, that's the expectation, but we've all <laughs> been in situations where it takes much, much longer. And I feel like once you put it in writing or once you almost promise that to people, especially at Disney, you are, you're setting yourself up for some stuff. Yeah. I don't know. Selfishly, I want them, not that we're ever going to use it, but I wish it was on Terminal A side because that's where Southwest flies into. So we're always on that side. 
We <laughs> never go on Terminal B side. Yeah, we you have to walk across. It's such a long. So I remember one time we had to get our bags from the B side and then take them back to A side to get on Magical Express. Yeah, it was like we didn't get our tags in time or something. So, are they going to do that service still, or are people going to be responsible for their bags? Do you uh, know, Hannah? You may know better than me, but I believe you have to get your own bags. I think that's correct for now, just because of COVID stuff. That's why they stopped doing it in the first place. Hmm. Okay. And one of the last things we have to talk about is the Galactic Star Cruiser has its initial pricing coming out. And so they give out some pricing that will be for the end of 2022. These are weeknight rates during what they're calling like a value season. Isn't it like a month? <laughs> uh, it wasn't long, right? It was like August to like mid-September, I think, because what these prices are. Uh, oh, yeah. August 20th to September 17th. So less than a month is what the prices of, will of be. Of a value season. Uh, which is, so if you, I mean, that's like the slowest, most like cheapest time of the year. So that makes me scared for what <laughs> peak time will be. Yep. So... Two guests per cabin, it is $1,209 per guest per night. That would be a total of $4,809. You go up to three guests per cabin, it's 889 guests per per guest per night, totaling $5,300. And then you get up to $6,000 if you get $4, four, can't talk, four guests per cabin these numbers are just like taking my breath away. <laughs> just blowing your mind. But, and it's not even like four adults. It said like three adults, one kid, or like two adults, one kid. So I bet that changes the price too. Because mm-hmm. on a cruise, Hannah, isn't that how it is? Like is it's different prices for kids and adults. Yes. Right? Yeah. Yes. So I bet that has something to do with it too. They kind of, I feel like they kind of snuck that in there. Yeah. Like, oh, one kid. Not a, <laughs> not a full grown adult. Yeah. Better take a kid that eats a lot to get their, uh, get the money's worth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it is all inclusive to a certain extent. So a lot of your, your food and beverage are included, but alcoholic beverages are not included in that price. So similar to like a cruise setup along the way, it's your room and board. And food, and then it does also get you access into Hollywood Studios, but none of the other parks. And then you get a special transportation to take you into Hollywood Studios, which, spoiler alert, they're buses. What? No. No, it's not. You don't even get like a fancy underground. Okay, so here's how it works. And if nobody wants it spoiled, I don't know how you skip ahead on a live show, but (laughs) take off your headphones or something. Mute us. So (laughs) give a thumbs up when you're done. They built like a little port, uh, you know, an exit way. And the bus comes up and it basically like seals off to it, almost like a tarmac or or like a a jetway to a airplane. Like it seals into it. And then you get onto the bus and it's like blacked out or they might have screens on the inside or something that are transporting you to but to but it is a actual bus that's driving you there so they couldn't even do like a mad uh what is that called the hogwarts express 
They couldn't even <laughs> give him like a little train. I mean, I think it's like a similar. I think, you know, somehow they want to give you like the sensation of flying. I don't know. The other really funny part of this is that on the Star Cruiser FAQ website, they put this does not actually take you to space, which <laughs> how funny that like that's the world that we're living in where because billionaires are price. going into space right now, people might yeah. actually think they're going to space. The price wow. is right. <laughs> maybe maybe that means someday they will actually take you to space. Maybe. Space maybe 220. Gonna, yeah. They're, <laughs> <laughs> they're going to partner with Jeff Bezos to take you to space. There's. I don't know. It, I think this is. A, did you mention that this was only for two days? Uh, no. So did you throw for, that out there yet? That this isn't 40, like a week long, all inclusive vacation. Like that was for two days. Forty five hours of fun. two days. Forty five. You don't even get a full forty eight. No, because you have to. It's like check in and check out times are different. Yeah. Well, that's it. If it would have been three more hours, I would have been in. <laughs> And I think, like, I just have it in my mind, something that's, like, so hilarious to me. And you do, oh, sorry, one other thing you do get is you do get to ride Rise of the Resistance, like, guaranteed. So it'll probably make it even harder to get a boarding pass for common folk. Oh, great. Because this is going to sell out. Is that what you're saying? Uh, Well, It's going to be so busy. All those people. It's very small. They said there's, like, 100 rooms. That's tiny. We pass it every time we go to Hollywood Studios. So, and it's so sad to look at. Well, because it's not <laughs> supposed to be like aesthetically pleasing from the outside. It's but this like, is Disney. It looks like a compound. Concrete, concrete <laughs> building. <laughs> All right. Other, here's what. Like, I don't know if this is funny to anybody else, but like, you're in the Galactic Star Cruiser. You're all immersed in Star Wars. You've went on all these missions, so on and so forth. You built a lightsaber. You get into Hollywood Studios and then you like run to Slinky Dog Dash. <laughs> I thought about that. I'm like, are they going to like tell you to stay in Galaxy's Edge or can you just Maybe go you get like anywhere? a beeper. It's going to like shock you <laughs> <laughs> if you try to leave Galaxy's Edge. So it really is like jail. <laughs> Star Wars jail. For You're going to get a grade if you cheat and go to Woody's Lunchbox. <laughs> Yeah, you can only go to Alien Swirling Saucers because that's still like considered space, but past that, no more. So how would so if you like went to Galaxy's Edge and you wanted to eat? I, I mean, I guess we probably don't know, but like, would that food be included if it's an all-inclusive thing? Yes, you it get, is. Yes, you get one credit at Docking Bay Seven, or you can get like several snacks or something. So people are just going to eat a lot of popcorn. Yeah. Blue milk, green milk. Yeah. That's a snack. Do they have any other snacks? Uh, a Ronto wrap. Hmm. Is that considered a snack? Could be a snack. Could be a meal. <laughs> if you're trying to make the most of your money, it's a snack. <laughs> uh, if you spent that much money, I don't think you care about that. That's true. You never know. So I don't know. I just think. You know, this maybe isn't the setting to share like my completely unedited opinions on it. I'm happy to discuss it with anybody, (laughs) but I'm just very interested, you know, as someone who's 
very interested in Disney World and its success. You know, is this a sustainable model? You know, is it something I'm sure the first couple months it's going to be sold out, but five years from now, are families still going to be willing to do that? And I don't think anybody knows the answer to that. Yeah, it does feel like for some reason it's like a limited time thing, but like it is weird to think about it's going to stick around. Yeah, like it is a hotel. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and with how fast technology moves, will they be able to keep the hotel like up to standards or will it quickly, you know, be outdated? Because you hate to say it, but Millennium Falcon Smuggler's Run is like kind of in a in a way already outdated. So I feel like they really have to go far in advance to make that curve not catch them as quickly. Well, and I also think they're going to have to because if you think about it, the people who go and do this, it's not like a huge group of people, I think, just based on like the cost and everything. It seems like one of those premium experiences. So I feel like because you already have like a small pool of people, over time, you're also going to have to offer more things. You know, like they can't just have the same itinerary. Like a light side forever. and a dark side or something. Yeah. Like they're going to have to change it up eventually yeah just i don't know just my kind of opinion is i now like learning more about it i almost wish this was just on a cruise ship like do a cruise to nowhere and have this be part of it and like i feel like that would almost just be a a better experience but i can't it's hard for me to imagine that a lot of families are going to travel all the way to orlando and do this for two like, days. For two days, take it away from their vacation. I could see a lot of locals doing this. It's yeah. like, like I'm already here. Yeah. Well, you even said you'd it'd be interesting to see, especially since everyone's like been at home and everything right now. Like, are people going to enjoy being forced in a way in a sense to like stay in one place? Or like are people going to be like making a run for Slinky Dog Dash just to like see <laughs> or do something else. Like you do yeah. kind of have to get your mind right. Like you know I'm doing get, like, this. The curmudgeon dad who like is doing it for his kid. Like he don't want to be there. <laughs> like how do they get him to play along? Ogas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know. So Hannah, you and Clayton are going to book it for opening weekend and let us know how it is. Absolutely. Clayton actually said he he like really wants to do it, which I'm like, who are you? <laughs> oh man. Mr. Mr. Budget. Now so. if they if they did a Marvel one, oh my gosh. Yeah, don't tempt me with a good time. <laughs> Put that out in California. That would be really cool. Oh, that would be so cool. So there's a couple th- more things to chat about. Boo to you party start. Just a couple of days on August 10th. They will run through Halloween. We are going to one night. Hannah, are you and Clayton going to any? Yes, we're going in October when we're there. Perfect. Um, so early reviews will be out of that soon. Brendan, how scary is it? Oh, you you ruined my joke. How did I ruin? I set you up. So my joke is like <laughs> Since it's not in the title, how do we know how scary Boo to You is? Is it not so scary? Is it moderately scary? I feel it's like true. We, need, 
we need instruction on the scariness it level. Could, it could be like Halloween Horror Nights and you just have no idea what you're walking into. <laughs> I feel like in that situation, you do know <laughs> horror. <laughs> That's true. Maybe it's moderate Horror Nights. <laughs> Uh, and then the Halloween decorations have already started going up. So we got the orange, like candy corn colored banners already up. Some more pumpkins appear each and every day. No scarecrows or anything like that yet. Uh, or the pumpkin people. What are they called? Pumpkin people. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> they're not really scarecrows. <laughs> I mean, I guess they kind of are. Anyway. Is it because their heads they're, are pumpkins? Is that why you're conflicted? Yeah, because they're it's not like... like a pumpkin snowman. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, I don't feel like it's a scarecrow because it doesn't. It's not stuffed it's not with just, hay. Yeah, it's not straw. Uh, and then <laughs> Universal uh, doing Halloween Horror Nights. They are offering a similar pass to like the old not so scary unlimited pass thing. And they're going to do the multi-day passes. So you basically choose how many of the days that you want it to go to, it goes all the way up to like 35 or like every single one of them. And they go down in price from there. And it is shockingly affordable. Like I think one of them was like 150 bucks and you could go to like 15 or 20 Halloween Horror Nights. Yeah, I had the cost of one boobash. (laughs) Don't remind us, Hannah. (laughs) I had coworkers today. So we had to go back to school and we're in our, you know, cement block building. They're like standing by the window trying to purchase these because they were so scared that they were going to sell out. I think we're going to skip Halloween Horror Nights this year, mainly just because none of the haunted houses really intrigue me besides Beetlejuice. I'm really hoping if Stranger Things season four comes out before next Halloween, then they'll bring back the Stranger Things haunted house. Then I'll be there. Is every there day. a potential that it won't come out before next Halloween? They've had all kinds of delays with Stranger Things. Okay. I think they've wrapped filming, but I'm not positive. Me and Clayton were literally talking about this tonight at dinner, trying to figure out when <laughs> the next season is coming out. Because I saw a meme that said, "Season better come out before all the Stranger Things kids turn 39." <laughs> <laughs> Well, and all of the previous seasons have released like on holidays. So they did July 4th. They did Halloween. So they're probably going to look for a holiday to drop it near. True. Huh. Like a Thanksgiving. Hannah, that's your job before. Well, before the season drops is to convince Catherine to give Stranger Things another try. You don't like it? It's too much It's for me. It's really scary. Like, I don't do scary Thank stuff you. at all. It is scary. Thank you. I got through, like, the first... Was it just one? I think you got through two episodes. Okay, I was going to give myself credit for two, and then I As soon got as nervous. the Demogorgon came out, you were... That was out. <laughs> nope. <laughs> nope. I don't want any part yeah. in this. Just You just have to watch an episode of The Office after or something. Well, that Catherine only watches funny things. That's her... Me too. (laughs) And bad reality TV. Give me all the Netflix shows. Yeah. It's a low budget. (laughs) (laughs) It's a great show. Just scary. That's all of the news that I had to cover. Did you have any, you guys have anything else that came to mind or anything that you're looking forward to next couple weeks or months? 
I'm oh. excited for Boobash to start. We completely forgot, Catherine. What did we forget? Hall of Presidents reopened. <gasps> oh, yeah. Very so, important. Two, <laughs> uh, two new things, of course. So President Biden did get added. Looks good. And then they did seem like they fixed President Trump. He looked rough beforehand, but they they like cleaned up his cheek area, it seems like. <laughs> Go look at a before and after picture and you'll know what I'm talking about. Okay. I was gonna say we've never we never actually saw it in person. We haven't been to Hall of Presidents. Have you I've, ever gone? I've never been. <gasps> oh my gosh. So we have to go. I only used to go as a kid because my grandma liked it. <laughs> you should go. You need to go one time. Uh when does when does it get a Muppets overlay? That's when I'll go. <laughs> <laughs> it would go well in there. Sam Eagle, like Sam introducing Eagle. all of them. That would be pretty cool. We did watch uh, Great Moments with Mr. Lincoln though. In Disneyland. So similar Ooh. vibes, I feel like. Yes. Dead. We He's were there for the history. <laughs> How can he be two places at once? Magic. It's not him. Oh. <laughs> it's, not, it's not him. Who knew? <laughs> All right. So. Unless you guys have any other thoughts, Hannah, if you want to remind our listeners again how they can connect with you, how they can get that planning process started, and we'll wrap it up. Sure. You can follow me on Instagram at littlebitofdisney underscore and go to littlebitofdisney.com to learn a bit a little bit more about me and my services and request a quote. Yep. So all of that information should be down in the show notes on Facebook or YouTube If you are watching there, if you're listening to the podcast, it is also in the show notes to connect over to littlebitofdisney.com. If you're listening to the replay, we'd love to have you join us live next month for at the end of August. Let's go ahead and see. Let's look at the date. Everyone get your calendar. (laughs) It should be the 26th of August, which off the top of my head, we do not have a conflict. We are not on vacation. I don't have a conflict either. Perfect. So you're not conflicted. Plan to hear from us. That will be exactly four weeks from today on listening day uh, on the 26th. So hope you can join us for that. Hope you can catch us live. We love seeing comments and we actually had no comments this live stream. So (laughs) where's the, I was going to say, where's your button, Brendan? We won't be able to hear it, but Hannah will and our listeners will. So hopefully it plays. Did I pick the right one? I heard nothing. Oh. <laughs> oh, wait, 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 wait. I know why. Hold on. This is bad radio. <laughs> that was, yes, that was perfect. <laughs> it's the little things that amuse us. Yeah. All right. So thank you guys so much for watching or listening. We had so much fun hanging out with you and we will chat with you real soon. Thank you for listening to Detour to Neverland. Make sure you subscribe and leave us an iTunes review if you enjoyed the show. Between episodes, you can find us on Instagram at Detour to Neverland or visit DetourToNeverland.com. We appreciate you letting us be part of your day. See you real soon.